This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So, over to Holland, chatting to Jörg Moussou. He's a football writer for Algemeen Dagblad Daily. That's the second biggest daily paper in Holland. They're also based in Rotterdam, so they know everything about what's going down in Excelsior and all the teams in that region. Jörg, how are you doing? Hi, Billy. I'm fine. Thanks. That's cool, man. Thanks for taking time out to chat to us. And like I said, quite excited at the moment now because we're kind of going into the unknown. We've got a manager who's come mm-hmm. into Brentford who is a bit of an unknown and he, he's quite he's even quite new in your part of the world isn't he he is yeah um well he's he's actually uh, working at top level for about a little bit more than a year now um he um he was quite well known as a player he was a decent mediocre stri- striker worked hard uh played for some well small clubs in holland um, he was a tall kind of striker, you know, um, a little bit of an English kind of striker, actually. And um, so he, his name was quite well known, but he um, he became a coach in the, on amateur level first um, at, a, at a little tiny club called Montfort. And um, he got promoted, I think, two times in a row. And he did, he did fantastic over there. And he got the attention from uh, from um, the chairman of Utrecht in the first place. He used to play for Utrecht as well, uh, Marinus. And um, but actually, he went to Excelsior uh, last season, and uh, well, quite sensationally, he um, he got them promoted to the well, the Dutch Premier League, the Eredivisie, and um, he did really, really well. And um, everybody was really positive about him. Uh, the players, the media. Everybody was quite super, uh, impressed by his um, his methods, his uh, his way of thinking, his way of doing. So yeah, he he um, he got a small track record, but a good track record in Holland. And you say surprisingly got promoted. I mean, what, why do you say surprisingly? 
Well, Excelsior is one of the smallest clubs in Holland. Um, they're not well. They're doing um, quite well if you look back in the last twenty years. But if you look at um, budget, if you look at um, attendances, it's it's this really small club, maybe comparable to uh, to Yeovil Town or something in England, um, or Brentford about uh, ten years ago. Um, so it is a, it is a really small club, and it's quite difficult to get promoted with that kind of budget. Um, they don't pay uh, players uh, too much. Um, they have to build a new team every every year, again and again. And um, so it's quite hard to work there. Um, on the other side, Excelsior is quite a quiet club. It's quite an easygoing club. There's no much pressure there. Uh, not not too much attendances. It's the, the other clubs from Rotterdam, Sparta, and and uh, and Feyenoord are much much bigger. Um, so Excelsior is quite easy to work because there's no pressure from the media at all. The fans are always happy, and uh, so that makes it quite easy. But um, he still did a great job. Excelsior kept Excelsior in the in the Premier League in the Eredivisie this season, and he did um, he did that really well. They played uh, they played good football. So um, yeah, he he did a fine job in the last um, about four years as a coach. Okay, and, and everyone's emphasising the fact that he got them promoted from the you know the lower division, the lower <coughs> second division to the yeah. Eredivisie. There there seems to be a huge gulf between you know the top teams in the Eredivisie and the bottom teams, and also you know just in general the, the, the standard of football. I mean, again, as Brentford fans, as British football fans here, we don't really have an idea. I mean, how does this league compare to the Championship? It's it's really really hard to compare because the the way of playing is totally totally different. Um, we 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 used to play a, a, a much slower game in Holland, but uh, but a more tactical game as well. Um, we played more tactically. We played a little bit more technically uh, in general, but also slower. So the way of playing is totally different. If you watch a Dutch game, um, and, and then it's a quite diff- quite a different experience than than watching an English game. Um, I've seen Brentford in the second division, in the first division, or in the championship, um, and it, it's totally incomparable to um, to to a club like Excelsior. Uh, it's it's just a way an, an, another approach. So it's really hard to compare. Um, I think that a club like Excelsior uh, could compete in the championship, um, but they will be. Um, just below mid-table, I guess. But it's really hard to say because of the way of playing. It's um, it's 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 difficult to compare, but it's much slower. Just coming back to, I mean, obviously, yep. that the way that they play, one thing that the media has picked up on, and also Brentford fans, a number of Brentford fans have picked up on, is um, Marinus's record at Excelsior in the Eredivisie. I mean, I know you were only there for one season, and it was a big mm-hmm. job for you to survive, but they're emphasising the fact that he's had, inverted commas, just six wins, 14 draws and 14 losses. Now, over there, you're, you're saying that this is a success. A lot of people mm. out there are saying that that doesn't impress them too much. I mean, what do you say about that? <laughs> I can't imagine. It's not impressive um, if you look at the wins, of course. But um, he built a team that was really hard to, de- to defeat. Uh, Excelsior is always one of the, uh, the main teams to, to relegate. Um, if, if, you, if you ask people just before the season which team is going to be relegated, then they always say Excelsior. So <laughs> it's really hard uh, to keep them in the Eredivisie. 
And um, he, he built a team that was really hard to compete. Um, nobody, even Ajax, Feyenoord or PSV, they didn't, win, they didn't win easily at Excelsior or against Excelsior. He built a, a good collective of, of young players. Um, they had a, a typical approach. You, you could, uh, they played the same in a good way in almost every game. So it was a recognizable team, and he built it, built it from young, cheap players, actually. So that makes it impressive. It's not, I know Brentford is looking at statistics all the time nowadays, but I think Marinas is, um, is a modern kind of coach. And um, um, I think when, when Brentford is talking to him, they're, they're going to learn that he's, he's, he's modern, he's uh, forward-thinking, and he's an um, intelligent kind of guy. So um, I think that that should be the main, t- the main point of view, in my opinion. Which is interesting. And also speaking to the fans, obviously you, I mean, I know you work in a, a Dutch newspaper, a very big Dutch paper over there, but you also have a lot of knowledge about Brentford because you're a Brentford fan as well. So you know Brentford inside out. You know very much that there is warmth for Mark Warburton from the Brentford fans. You know, there's a lot of regret that he's leaving. But what I know is speaking to the Dutch fans, there's also a lot of warmth for Dijkhausen as well. That's true, absolutely. You're gonna, you're really going to like him, no doubt. He, he's a very down-to-earth kind of guy, really friendly, um, always willing to talk to fans. So he, he's going to fit in a personal way at Brentford. I have no doubt about that. But we have to see about, you know, the, the, the results. It's, it's, um, it's a very special approach that Brentford has uh, nowadays on, on, on coaches and players. Um, so I'm very, very curious about the way it's going to be. It's going to work out. I think Dijkhausen is a good coach, but he's also very inexperienced. He's even inexperienced in, in, in even more inexperienced in the English league. So he needs. He might need some time to adapt, and you never know what's going to happen. But in a personal way, um, he's going to fit Brentford perfectly. He's a. He's just a good guy, and he um, he knows how it is to work at a well, slightly small club. So um, so that, that that won't be a problem, I think. Excelsior is all, also, like Brentford is, a little bit like a, a family club with a lot of warmth, with um, nice, easygoing fans. So there are a f- few um, comparisons, I guess. So that's interesting. I mean, obviously, like I said, small club, similar mentality, plays good football, inexperienced, probably quite similar to Mark, Mark, Mark Warburton in a way, who was yeah. who had zero experience when he as a manager when mm-hmm. he when he joined Brentford, and and he's done really well. But maybe lack of knowledge of the English league, or maybe not lack of knowledge of the English league, but plays football that the way that we that we want to play it. Well, he can he can bring some some tactical knowledge to, to the English game in general, I think. When I look at the championship games, you saw it at Brentford as well this season. When you play a, a, um, an, a smart tactical game with technical good players, then, then you're going to make a difference quite fast in a championship because most of the teams, I think about more than half of the teams, are playing a little bit, little bit in an old-fashioned way. So if Dijkhuizen can, can put some of his Dutch standards and Dutch wave thinking into the Brentford game, then that might be, well, quite an experience and then it can make a difference. If you look at Ronald Koeman at Southampton, he um, he didn't make it too difficult. He just played an easy game uh, from a Dutch point of view. He, he, he approaches as a Dutch coach and put his experience as a Dutch manager on English football and it worked out really well. And the same can, can happen at, um, at Brentford, I think, with Dijkhuizen. But we're going to see. And the also thing which is interesting is what a few lot of people said is that 
Dijkhausen's team, I mean, he was, he was battling against uh, these big sides in the Eredivisie, okay? Yeah. And he was battling against them, but his side was really hard to beat. Um, and particularly on a smaller budget, if he had a bigger budget, they would have done a lot better. Now, one of the problems that Brentford have had is that we often get caught, especially on the fast break, you know, the style of football that we play is very exciting, but we get caught out on the back. Defensively, we get caught out a lot as well. Now, um, a few people have said that, you know, he looks at defence. I mean, I know that you let in a lot of goals this season, but you're in a bigger league, but defence is equally a big part of his game as attack. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Um, he he built a, a solid team at Excelsior, absolutely. Uh, he started with uh, with with a def- defense. He had to because Excelsior is a is a small team, as you know. And um, yeah, he focuses on that. He, he focuses on a on a good organization. Um, and and um, he, he's not a very he didn't play very adventurous at Excelsior. I have to say because um, Dutch football can be quite attacking and adventurous and he didn't really play like that he, he played it uh, solid well organized good tactics and and, and he's a coach who, who thinks like that he, you, you you need to give give a team what they need in their specific position and um, he's going to look at the players first he's going to look at uh, what Brentford is used to play so he's not going to start a, a, a revolution he, he he's going to he's going to try to improve the team Slightly, step by step, I guess. You know the Brentford team. So are there players in there at the moment now that you're thinking, actually, those are Dijkhausen-type players? Well, I think he likes the whole team, actually. The last the last game I saw in the stadium was the, the, the Fulham away, away game uh, a few months ago. And I was really impressed by, well, almost all the players at Brentford right now. I like Jota because he's um, he's a technical kind of, kind of player. He's a little bit... A little bit kind of uh, Dutch kind of player, maybe. But the, the whole team has a good standard right now. It's totally different than about 10 years ago. And Dijkhausen is going to like it because they play f- football. You know, it's not, uh, Brentford is not playing the old style kick and rush anymore. So, um, yeah, he, he's going to. Um, he's going he's gonna to like the, the team in general, I think. I'm just going to put it to you now. You know Brentford, you know Excelsior, you know Dijkhausen. This season, what do you reckon? What does Dijkhausen going to bring to Brentford and how are we going to do? I hope he can push it a little bit further. Uh, but if he can make it to the playoffs, I think he, he does a really fine job. And, and he can imagine that or he can he can, um, he can can succeed. I mean, but he needs some help from the team around him. Of course, they know English football, they know the English players. So um, he, he has to work together with the other guys. And, and one more thing that might be funny to tell is that um, about one year ago, um, Dijkhuizen approached uh, a colleague of mine um, to to get tickets for Brentford, actually. Uh, he, um, and that was because his, his dad, his dad uh, turned 70 um, and he wanted to give him a present by going to uh, a proper English club. That's, that's really true, this story. And um, so he bought him tickets for Brentford. Uh, just to go for a weekend to London, and um, because he, just because he likes English football and because he loves football, so um, he surprised his dad about a year ago um, with a Brentford ticket and with a trip to London. And now he's a coach, so that's um, that's a funny story, I guess. That is quite mad. When we speak to him, we'll, we'll no doubt ask him. But listen, Jörd, thanks very much for chatting to us, football writer for Algemeen Dagblad Day, the second biggest daily paper in Holland. 
He knows all about what's going down. And uh, yeah, we'll see you hopefully down at Griffin Park this season. Absolutely. That's right. You can bring your Dutch bees over as well. <laughs> Thank you. Nice one. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.